The Wild end the weekend with a win after a couple of rocky games on the road trip. We discuss and we preview what is coming up here this week today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms at absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wilds, Alex McLeddy joins us to recap a busy weekend for the Wilds, some eventful games over the last week. We'll talk about a couple of the interesting things that continue to happen for the Minnesota Wild, and we'll gear up for a busy week with uh, some tricky opponents on the way. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and it is once again a victory McLeddy Monday as Alex McLeddy joins us. Alex, it was uh, an eventful week for the Wild here. Uh, a couple of leads that were uh, were squandered, one of which they didn't fully blow against the Dallas Stars, able to get the win there. One against Calgary, they weren't able to come away with the win little bit of a rough game against Edmonton, and it all culminated with a uh, nifty little win against the Vancouver Canucks. What did you think of the road trip overall? Two and two for the Wild, and uh, now they get to come back home and uh, try to get back on track at the XL Energy Center. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, really nice to, um, you know, finish the road trip with a win. Um, you know, that makes, makes the... <laughs> The, you know, the, the flight home a lot easier, especially that's a long flight from Vancouver back to Minnesota here. And knowing you got uh, the big dogs coming to the X again for, <laughs> for whatever reason, the NHL scheduling gods just wanted the wild to play Edmonton three times uh, in a short span, which is not a fun team to play against. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, nice, nice to go, go 500. Um, you know, the Canadian road trips are, are always difficult, no matter how, how well the teams are playing. And, um, uh, yeah, so nice, nice couple of wins and, uh, gotta, gotta stay with the, you know, stay with the Joneses or stay with, uh, with how this West is, is playing out. It's, it's wild. Uh, it's, it's, uh, all these teams are bunching up and parody is definitely showing for sure. Uh, the funny thing too, is that I didn't feel like at any particular point over the trip, Started with the game against Dallas in which the Wild got out to that 5-1 lead before Dallas rallied to tie. Uh, the game against Calgary in which the Wild got off to a very quick 2-0 lead and uh, weren't able to hold that one. I felt like in the games that the Wild lost, it wasn't necessarily that they were the inferior team. It just was a lot of self-inflicted stuff with bad penalties and some crucial turnovers that led to them not coming away with the wins in those games, which is all fixable. Yeah, I mean, stay out of the box. I mean, uh, I tweeted it during the Calgary game. I was like, the only way Calgary gets back in this game is if they are allowed to get on the power play and let Kadri go to work, and he immediately scored. You know, um, you know that was a game 
uh, for the taking. You know, they had their backup goaltender in. Um, Vladar's been playing better, but that's a game that, that they had. Um, and they had all the momentum, and then they, they just let Calgary slip back in. And, uh, you know, they tied up, and then <laughs> immediately 12 seconds later give up that goal, which was – which is tough. Uh, you know, the Dallas win was huge um, to, to hold to hold on for dear life. Um, unfortunately, you know, Dallas get, still gets to pick up a point, but mm-hmm. what can you do? Uh, they were chasing Vancouver, so it was nice to leapfrog them. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a team that they're going to be battling with uh, for a playoff spot, um, unless the wheels fall off again, which, you know, you never know <laughs> with the uh, – Boudreaux, uh, yo, yo uh, contingent, uh, which is hilarious. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Edmonton again, uh, what can you do? I mean, the, the, that team, yeah. you know, you know what Connor and Leon are going to do. Um, and you just got to hope that you can limit those guys to, to one or two. Um, and then, you know, if their depth guys score, then, you know, kudos to them. So, yeah, will be it'll be interesting for sure. Well, and the the thing I think that made the second game against Edmonton different was that you got some good goaltending. The Oilers yes. did from Stuart Skinner. Who and I would ex- expect to see again tonight. He was uh, he was not Jack Campbell in where basically it seemed like every time the Wild got a shot on net, he was allowing the goals to go. The Wild had plenty of good looks right around the front of the uh, the net they uh, they were uh, creating some chaos in the crease alliteration aside <laughs> but Stuart Skinner just made some really good saves and that that's that's just how it goes sometimes yeah i mean and uh one guy that i thought was super impressive that uh the wild had a tough time uh trying to shut down was Ryan Nugent Hopkins um he was phenomenal um and we'll see if he can do it again but yeah that that was a guy that that Edmonton really needs to step up without Evander Kane. And, uh, you know, he was brilliant on the power play. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can repeat that or not. And, you know, same thing with Stuart Skinner. If he gets the, if he gets the call, um, you know, it's nice having Jonas Berbeen back. Um, that's going to be huge at, at home. Uh, that might make the difference again, um, yeah. between these two teams who, who had the home, uh, you know, because you get the last change, and so you can dictate who can, who can be out there against Leon and Connor. Um, you know, especially since they've uh, put those two back together on the line. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, and and being able to have the difference be you can put Brodine or Spurgeon on with those guys as opposed mm-hmm. to Dumba. Goligoski, <laughs> Merrill, Goligoski. There's a little, little bit of a difference uh, between those two pairings. The, the thing that I thought was the most surprising on the entirety of the trip, the game against Vancouver. The Canucks had three days off, and if you would have gone into the game cold, if you would have gone in blind, and not known which of the two teams had just played a game the night before, you would have sworn with how that game started that it was Vancouver. They looked lifeless to start that game. Yeah, I mean, what, 14-4 to on first period shots? Like, (laughs) um, who knows? Well, we found out, you know, um, you sent me that tweet that Elias Pettersson was sent home sick. So maybe he was playing sick, which... 
hey, the Wild will take it. Um, yeah. You know, because um, he's definitely their best player by far. Um, he had two overtime winners this past week. Um, so, um, yeah, it was good. Good that he was not at 100%. Uh, so, um, and we got to talk about Kalen Addison, too. I mean, uh, you know, when he's in there, I mean, it's night and day difference as far as with, with power play and, yeah. and puck movement, uh, you know, without him, it's just kind of chaos. Um, so, and he's, uh, second in assists for rookies right now. Um, so that, you know, that's, that's pretty, pretty big, uh, you know, and, um, you know, it just, it seems like he needs to be in the lineup, uh, no, no matter what, um, at this point. Yeah. And we'll, we'll look at it later in the week. Cause I, I was thinking about this over the weekend is if there's a way to get it to where you put kind of a rotation together to where everybody's playing consistently there, I think there is. And, and it just, it just is going to take some creative figuring to make it work. So we'll little preview, little spoiler, That'll be a topic that's discussed later on here in the week, but uh, we have plenty of other things to get to. We got to talk about mm-hmm. Philip Gustafson. We got to talk about Sammy Walker. We got to talk about Connor Dewar. We got to talk about too many men on the ice for the <laughs> 95th time. So we have a lot to come as we continue to break down the last week for the Minnesota Wild and preview what's coming up here this week. All coming up here on Lockdown Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. At Lockdown Wild, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Wild listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this offer off or you will miss out. And whether you are a first-time home buyer trying to give yourself a lifetime of peace and peace of mind, or a long-time homeowner just trying to update your home security, Simply Safe can do either of those for you. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by News and World Report for a third year in a row. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new security system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast getting the full lowdown on all the biggest stories in the wide world of sports, all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available wherever you listen to your podcasts, absolutely free of charge. Alex, we saw some interesting things from the wild this week, so let's let's just start with the one that is just continues to pop up, and it's annoying that it happens. I don't understand why it's happening as much as it is, and I was floored to learn that the Wild are not, in fact, leading the NHL in too many men on the ice penalties. Arizona has that title. I guess that's not a Shocking. shock. <laughs> but, like, why does this keep happening? I know why it keeps happening because right. we're still kind of we're, – we're getting out of line limbo, as I've called it. Mm-hmm. 
but they're still kind of in line limbo, and they're trying some different things during the course of games. But at the end of the day, too many men on the ice is, I think, the most avoidable penalty in the NHL minus delay of games, such as the one that Matt Dumba took against uh, Edmonton, where he was trying to clear the puck out from behind the net, and he ended up just launching it into the stands. Those are some of the most avoidable penalties in the NHL, and yet, as we sit here, the Wild just continue to rack up too many men on the ice. Yeah, I mean, you can't always rely on Connor Dewar to get a short-handed goal like he did against uh, against Vancouver. Uh, yeah, it, it um, you know, it's gonna honestly bite them in the butt if uh, you know if this continues to happen, uh, and you you don't want it to happen later in the season when the points are at the most critical, as we saw last year um, or last season. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Um, you know, it's like this is a team. Uh, there's a lot of veterans on this team too. It's not it's not just all rookies, um, even though there are, you know, a lot of new faces to this team, there are still a lot of veterans on the decor, a lot of veterans up front, you know, the grief line, uh, you know, Zuccarello has been in the league forever. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. Hopefully, uh, they can get it straightened out here. Um, you don't want to be in the same category as Arizona. That's for sure. No. And I, I think, I think what it does stem from is, because I, I don't remember it being nearly as much of an issue last year. I think, if I recall, the Wild did something like two. Um, from what I can remember, they've got like eight already this year, which is gross. But mm-hmm. I think it stems from we've seen the Wilds kind of get trapped on their own end of the ice more yeah. often this year. And, yeah. you know, you're scrambling to try to get guys <laughs> off the ice. You clear it out to maybe – Panic mode. Yeah, yeah. You clear it out to maybe the neutral zone and you're trying to frantically get two guys off the ice and two fresh skaters on, and it's both happening at the same time. So if we can avoid some of those traps, that'll subside. But still, it's like they – and I, I think I tweet in caps lock every time it happens. <laughs> like, stop taking the doing? easy penalties. <laughs> oh, it's frustrating. But as you alluded to – it's uh, it's a nice thing to have a player such as Connor Dewar who can just turn those disadvantages into shorthanded opportunities. The Wild leading the NHL in shorthanded goals. Connor Dewar leading the NHL in shorthanded points. And just seems to have a knack for being able to take a disadvantage in being a man short on the ice and pounce and turn it into opportunities the other way for the wild. It's become a huge thing, much like empty net magic last year. It's shorthanded magic this year. Yeah. I like, I like uh, that you're coining that uh, phrase. Um, you know, he's using his speed to his advantage and energy and, uh, you know, he's causing, uh, uh, you know, turnovers, uh, you know, when the pucks in, uh, their defensive zone and, uh, he's, you know, getting not only, um, is he creating chances? It's breakaway chances on <laughs> shorthanded, which you don't see too often uh, in this league anymore. And so it's fun to watch him. Uh, and, you know, he gave us a new flair with uh, a clap or clap, you know, <laughs> slap, slapper uh, on the breakaway, a la um, Brian Ralston. So that was 
that was new, new in his, uh, in his, you know, repertoire, you know, and just, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he can continue it. Uh, and, uh, I can't wait to see when Brandon Duham gets back to, uh, when the Deweys are out there together. It's, it's fun for sure. The Deweys are just the perfect complement for each other because you've got, and I think that was one of the continues to be one of the big losses for this team so far this year is we were seeing Brandon Duhame really refine his game. You know, he was he's a player that plays with a lot of energy out there on the ice, a lot of passion, a lot of intensity. Last year it got the better of him at times with some of the penalties that he took, some of the retaliation penalties he took after drawing penalties. We saw substantially less of that this year. And so Getting him back hopefully soon will be very clutch for this team. But uh, until he is ready to come back, we saw the debut of Sammy Walker with the Wilds uh, against Vancouver. And by and large went well. He had a couple of opportunities to potentially score. Didn't look like he was afraid to be out there. And this team's been clamoring for somebody opposite Matt Boldy on that line to just take the opportunity and run with it. Maybe it's Walker, but at the end of the day, Boldy just needs somebody on that line that can make some plays. Yeah. Um, way to go, Sammy Walker. Uh, I mean, he, his uh, drawing of the penalty led to the first goal and it got, it, you know, uh, he didn't get an assist. Uh, you know, he wasn't on the power play, but Matt Boldy scored. So, um, you know, it woke Matt Boldy up, which was huge. Um, th- this Vancouver game will forever be known as tiny chair game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Tom Reed interviewing Matt Boldy after, after the first period. And I literally, I think they found him the smallest uh, chair available in the arena for him to sit on. Or it was an optical illusion, but uh, he just looked like a giant, and uh, I love that that picture got uh, tweeted out by Minnesota Wild PR because that was just hilarious. But uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, he definitely he had that one chance where the uh, where a shot went over the net. Um, he didn't look out of place, um, and he earned his opportunity. He was leading mm-hmm. rookies and scoring in the HL and. Um, he even, uh, you know, I was reading an article, he even got in a fight down there and that, that was one of the reasons why they called him up too. Cause he had, uh, showing some bite and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see if he can stay up here. Uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, Duhame might be back soon and, and Hartman is, um, we don't know for sure, but, uh, he's trying to, trying to make his way back to with his uh, natural he- healing power. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't ask his hairstylist uh, <laughs> anything or <laughs> he might, he might never go to a hairstylist again. He might just start cutting his own hair. Like Kalen, honestly, does. yeah. He might shave his head like Kalen does. Honestly, so, I would just go that route too. What, a, vi- what a video that was. Dude. What a, what a weird weekend. <laughs> um, if you missed it, a there was a video on TikTok in which um, a hairstylist had just cut Ryan Hartman's hair, and they were talking about his fight that put him on injured reserve. And she was like, "You got to get a punch in," and said that Hartman was like, "Yeah, you're right." And she's like, "I know I'm right." <laughs> I just 
it led to a bunch of people, including myself, being like, because there was mention made of the injury, not definitive diagnosis as we found out after, but <laughs> as soon as that was mentioned, I was like, oh, so that's what the injury was. <laughs> no, that's not what the injury was, but what a what a thing that social media can allow for that type of interaction to happen. Whereas before you never would have found anything like that out. Right. And only in Minnesota too, just with how crazy this hockey state is too. Um, you know, someone sees it and, uh, you know, then it gets flown around very quickly. It, uh, word, word travels fast, uh, almost as fast as Philip Gustafson's pads, trying to prevent uh, the Vancouver Canucks from scoring, which he was able to do to perfection with a 35-save shutout. Alex, we don't want to make too much out of one game, but as we get further and further into the season, we get three or four good starts for Gustafson. You may have one that is lackluster or a little bit of a clunker, but I think as we get further and further into the season – there is some intrigue to what Gustafson brings to the table, and you look at how Cam Talbot has done so far this year for Ottawa. I don't know if we want to say Bill Guerin won the trade, but I think there is a little bit to Phil Gustafson that could maybe help this team out beyond this season, and therefore, I'd like to see him get a little bit more of a slice of the pie in terms of goalie starts as we move throughout the year. Yeah, they're gonna con- they're gonna need him to continue how he's playing right now. Uh, um, it's nice to have the you know when when Flurry has a tough game or after a tough loss as as a team to have your backup you know come in uh, the next game uh, and and get a win uh, and uh, yeah that was huge. Uh, like I like I talked about earlier in the episode, just it's such a relief to uh, to come home on the plane uh, with the win. Um, you know it keeps the mood light. Uh, um, everybody's happy. I'm sure Ryan Reeves was going crazy <laughs> on the plane and, uh, and yeah, just everybody <laughs> having a good time playing cards. And, uh, yeah, you need that. Uh, you, you know, it's a long season and, uh, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, when you went on the road, it's nothing better for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see if they, uh, we'll see if he gets to start tonight or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, be interesting, interesting choice for Dean. I wonder who would be the one to break out the uh, Kirko chains if there was anybody on this wild team that would. I mean, I you'd assume it would be Reeves or Felino, probably. Oh, 100 percent. Or Middleton's crazy too. So Middleton um, is a character for sure. A lot of tarps would be off for sure on this team as we've yeah, seen in well, intermissions. They, yeah, they do that during the. It's commonplace now in the intermissions. Yeah. is uh, the, the Tarps Off report. So, yeah, this this team's got some personality to them, and it will be tested throughout uh, the course of this week. There are some pesky opponents on tap, and so to finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we'll discuss who is on the schedule against the Minnesota Wilds. That is on the way after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following us on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on social media and now on TikTok. We've got you covered in basically every form of media that exists. So make sure that you stay up to date all week long. We talked a little bit about the Oilers tonight, and it will be an opportunity for the Wild to key in on McDavid and Drysaddle as you typically would, but being able to dictate last change is huge. And I think Edmonton is a team where if you are able to kind of if you're able to kind of ambush him a little bit, maybe not necessarily right away, but if you're able to ambush him during the game, that seems to be the method to try to put them away and to come away with a win. Yeah, we saw it the last time they played the Wild um, at home. Uh, you know, Edmonton scored what with three seconds left, uh, but uh, um, you know, I, it wasn't. It was never in doubt. It seemed no. like. Um, um, you know, after they got, after the Oilers got that two on one goal with, uh, with Connor, um, I don't, they didn't, they didn't put up much of a fight. Uh, um, and so, um, yeah, um, we'll see, you know, we'll see if they go back to Skinner or not. Um, you know, at this point you have to, even though you're paying Campbell a lot of money, um, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, Flurry. um, Gustafson, I guess we'll we'll see, um, but you know it could be the battle of the backups. But um, yeah, stay out of the box. Um, this is just like Calgary. Calgary's very similar to um, Edmonton. I would call them uh, Edmonton light. Um, so um, you know, uh, and yeah, it you know, ideally you want the grief line out there against Connor and Leon. Yep. Um, you know and. Eck did a phenomenal job the last time uh, at home against these guys. Um, and we'll see if he's up to the task again. Uh, he seems to like scoring against Edmonton for sure, too. He had a really nice goal uh, on the road against Edmonton. So we'll see if he can do it at home again. We'll take it. Um, after that, the Wild will play the Detroit Red Wings. And the big key here is going to be figuring out a way to beat Villejuso in the regular season, something that the Wild have yet to do, and Detroit is kind of a chaos energy team so far this year. They've already lost six games in overtime. Uh, this Granted, the Wilds have uh, have lost a couple themselves, but they've already lost six games in overtime, and we saw these two teams play a very tight game uh, back in Detroit uh, earlier this season, and so... Hopefully the Wild will be able to return the favor on Wednesday. And, I mean, not to say that I have any sort of frustrations against Huso from the playoffs, but I wouldn't mind seeing a 7 or 8 piece on the board on Wednesday. Yeah, it'd be super nice. Uh, Detroit's an interesting team. You know, they have a lot of a lot of great young talent on this team. Lucas Raymond always seems to do well against, against the Wild. And, uh, you know, they have a great captain in Dylan Larkin. And, uh um, you know, they picked up some huge uh, veteran free agent signings in Kubelik uh, from uh, from Chicago. And then uh, David Perron, the ageless wonder, um, 
you know, he's, he's always been a wild killer. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and Cider is, uh, you know, future Norris winner for sure. Um, you know, he's an amazing player. Um, and yeah, we'll see, uh, but they, they're another team that can score a lot, but they also can give up a ton. They're just like Edmonton too. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. They, they get, they give the wild fits, um, stay out of the box against that Red Wings team too. Yeah, and and it will be it'll be interesting because you know you you ask many Blues fans about uh, losing Perron to their mix. Ask them how that's going so far this year. Is they they are just up? They're down. They're up. They're down. They're back down again. And boy, that uh, that Blues team is weird. But yeah, losing Perron doesn't help. The Wild will finish the week taking on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks on Friday. And then on Sunday, a familiar face will make his return to XL Energy Center. I don't know if he'll start or not, but uh, Cam Talbot and the Ottawa Senators to finish off the week. And I feel like you give Gustafson the start against the Oilers after the shutout. You can go with either one on Wednesday, but... It's kind of feeling like Flurry should get those last two because, uh, well, Chicago that don't need to go any. You can't fur- lose to Chicago. Yeah, they, they're they're in full Bedard mode right now. And then you've got uh, a chance to go toe to toe against Cam Talbot on Sunday. To well, the fans what what would a absolutely week! Absolutely love that. Yes, <laughs> what a week! I hope we get a win because it'll make. Uh, I'll make next uh, next weekend's episode uh, lots of fun to talk about for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week once again because it feels like even though they lost the uh, the two games on the road, you split on the road. You're still seven and three in your last ten. We continue to see signs that this team starting to kind of get above the pull up bar a little bit, and so you look at these games. You uh, you win two, you win three. And uh, you just continue to kind of give yourself a chance to uh, to pull back into this thing and not to say that they're out of it because look at what's going on in the Central. Every team in the Central, it seems like, with the exception of Dallas and Winnipeg, are in a fight right now. And so there is going to be a spot at least up for grabs uh, in the Central Division and probably one of those wildcard spots as well because – couple of teams in the Pacific that have taken control, Vegas and kind of the Kraken, but Kings aren't going to do anything other than win games 9 to 8 and uh <laughs> chaos. That, they beyond that it's a the mess. chaos instead of the Kings. So. <sighs> well, it's just it's so it's so fitting that you'd have a team like Los Angeles who was one of the weirdest teams to make the playoffs last year because they could not score at all. And now you flip it this year, and the only thing they can do is score. You're not getting you're not gonna get an outstanding goalie performance from them. Like it's gonna oh. be a nine to eight game. Oh wait, we already saw one of those. And they the goalie they just gave an extension to, Cal Peterson, is in the minors. <sighs> um so um yeah, just uh they're sending him a message uh by you know, keeping him in the minors. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's uh you know, it's an interesting team with Todd McClellan and, uh, you know, they have Quinton Byfield, uh, in, in the minors too. And I don't know what, what, you know, they, uh, he's kind of in a similar spot like Marco Rossi is, um, you know, they, um, you know, they bring him up and he's not, 
having uh, you know a lot of success and then gets sent down and is 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 doing really well in the minors. But you know, it's uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, uh, and you know, Vegas is uh, you know they're out with their without their top defenseman right now um, for non uh, off the ice family reasons, which we hope uh, Alex Petrangelo's family is okay and. Uh, um yeah and you got seattle playing really well um so it's uh it's interesting uh and uh you know our, our old friends uh colorado um they seem to be playing with you know half an ahl roster and they beat the blues today um you know miko <laughs> ran and he, he he had a kirby pucket performance uh you know got gets the hat trick uh and and scores with an extra attacker um to, to get get it to overtime uh so it's going to be an absolute battle to, to make the playoffs this season. It will. And um, Winnipeg, for what it's worth, they lost to Washington. They were down 4 nothing in the second period, and they went empty goal, empty net. <laughs> Rick Bonus. <Yes. laughs> Rick Bo- the meme that his face is. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, he it's is a fun. character. Yeah. Bones. Bones, what a coach. It's fun. It's fun. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date every single step of the way. So make sure you don't miss any of the roller coaster, whether it be wild content or the rest of the NHL as well. Uh, That will do it for today's episode. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you set your sights on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast to get the full load on everything going on throughout the wide world of sports. Turns out the NHL is not the only league dealing with insanity right now. So find out more at the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Make sure, as mentioned, you follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, on YouTube, on TikTok, everywhere you can possibly find us. We are there and keeping you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild. And we are, of course, bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports podcast network.